This episode is sponsored by Kelly King Coaching Services, an identity-centered and results-driven executive coaching business that helps professionals sharpen their leadership skills so they can embrace the next level of their career journey. If you're a leader who needs clarity and confidence on how to thrive in your current or future leadership role, let's chat. Visit kellykingcoaching.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y kingcoaching.com to schedule a free 30-minute coaching session and also learn about the services we offer so we can get you up and going on that career journey that you are desiring to be on. Are you hiding that? Because that's a horrible hide. <laughs> I'm studying for a test. Trying to cheat. Hey, yeah. I do this shit. Listen, I was the king of cheating that session, man. <laughs> I, I, you know, people ask those memes, would you go back? I would not go back because I can't cheat again. Too many things had to go right for me to, right, 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 to get these. The gears got to be turning. Gears, all gears I can't turn. do it. I couldn't go back. We, we had balls back then, too. We had <laughs> academic balls. We didn't give a fuck. No. <laughs> True. <laughs> took an L. I would not go back because I couldn't cheat again the way I was cheating. I cheated from high school all the way through college on the test. <laughs> I got so bad. I got so flagrant with it. This girl I was in uh, grad school, we had to track her down. Mm-hmm. Like, we about to cheat today. <laughs> <laughs> we about to cheat today. I'm going to tell you what we did in the news department. It was Benny, Tracy from Rocky Mountain, tall, light-skinned Tracy, mm-hmm. Delta, Erica. Oh, yeah. Me. Murphy. And Erica Murphy. Mm-hmm. It was it was three boys, three this girls. See you. And we, and, we, and we had it planned out. Tracy, Erica sat here. Me and Benny sat here. I can't remember who the other two folks were. And we were passing some shit like a damn track team, like a baton. Like like a baton. <laughs> so, so I don't know if he's live, but Erica, uh, if she hear this, yeah, Erica was a part of the cheat squad. I'm <laughs> part of cheat squad. Cheat squad. Yeah, boy. And you got to do what you got to do because I damn sure did it. I don't want to go back because I couldn't cheat again. Like the lowest bird. Mm-hmm. And, and a white chick named Amy got me out of school. Out of central. <laughs> Yeah. For real one? No, 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 well, no. Second degree. Second degree. Yeah. First degree was uh Who the hell is the Lord's bird? We all can think of somebody who like helped us get the fuck up out of there, yo. I know this this chick is a Delta from NC State of all places when I was in grad school. Uh-huh. I forgot what class it was. Some shit I ain't need. Something like accounting. Like I don't statistics. Uh, oh, need that. Gosh. Times the podcast. Welcome, boys. Hey, everybody. Everybody. We're and uh, together. First time ever, so this is gonna be weird for everybody. So let's yeah, just. It's gonna be weird. The energy is gonna be good. The energy is great, but it's also like I don't have my laptop. I gotta work on my goddamn elbows. I think the setting is somewhat kind of like eccentric and different for me. This shit is sexy. This is dope. Comfortable. I ain't in my computer room. Right. 
Yeah, you know, on the Zoom. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Somebody right, right. can't hide behind. Putting his elbows or something. <laughs> so it's going to be on here today. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. it's your boy JP. You got Kwame, Pasharo, and Jermaine, Mr. Maserati himself. How's everybody doing? Now, <laughs> 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 we doing good, yeah, man. Doing yeah. Doing well. Drive, drive down wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. Uh, it was cool, man. It's good to be back home. Okay. Yeah, so getting very nostalgic in our comeback. Well, I went to the yard. These bums didn't come for homecoming, so I don't know what y'all talking about. Nigga, it's a full fledged pandemic out there. Still alive. Still out there. Too shape, black man. Too shape. Right. Mask coming off. Niggas drinking. Ain't nobody keeping no mask on. Oh, what? No mask on. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that shit was under. It was was drawers around their neck. It was right here. Ain't nobody had no mask on. It was cold. I gloves and stuff. Yeah, but wasn't no mask on. Should have been on their face, not on their freaking hands. Man, mask off. Mask off all day. I was so, good on it, man. Did it feel different though? It felt like it was homecoming light. It wasn't it wasn't like super homecoming. It was just on a it felt like a good game. It wasn't an anti game, because anti game was really jam-packed, but it was like a thick game and Tallside fed the city, so just be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fed the city. Putting all you all on notice that Tallside fed the city. We ran out of place before we ran out of food. Oh, uh, that's okay. Good. That sounds good. Yeah. We did that. So everybody was at our tailgate. The Cappers tried to have something, but oh well, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> On the field. Uh they tried to do something. And I think, you know, a couple other people tried to do something, but we really uh exercised our right to our ninetieth anniversary. So we pulled it off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A lot of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations for that. Appreciate that. That's good shit. That's good shit. All right. Um, I'm sorry. You want to say something? Nah, nah. And I was just saying this, this being back in general. Like, it seemed like, see how much it, you know, it growing and changing right. in Raleigh. Yeah. And I guess this whole area, time, I'm, all I'm seeing is houses going up. Right. Like, the damn prices yeah. of the houses are the same in the DMV now. I'm like, right. damn, what the hell's going on here, man? Like, yeah, freaking. Yes. We got space. That's true. But that's not about to be gone, right? <laughs> yeah, about to be, yeah. That's something I noticed too, like how much it's grown, it's changed, and the property values have gone up. Yeah. And I talked to some folks just yesterday and they was telling talking about how much um properties are now. And I said the same thing. I said, damn, we're back in the DMV. Them shit like prices are like yeah. So that's why these uh, smaller towns spring up, I imagine. So that's why you can get a Clayton. That's where it goes. You just right. end up going to another town because yeah. you can't live here. Right. This seat's taken. Right. They're building, they building the, uh, the outskirts too. Yeah. Like Roseville and all that. All yeah. that's coming up there. I'm like, come on. Yeah. I'm looking like, yo, nothing but apartment it's buildings. Be a I mean, not apartment buildings. Like, 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 right. Yeah. Probably yeah. run a train through here in the next 5, 10, 15 years too. Well, they should have been did that. Yeah, they were talking about it. They were talking about it before we left. Right. Well, Duke put a kibosh on that. The university put a time really? on there. Because it's supposed to be, go from Charlotte to Raleigh to Durham. Is that how it goes? However it goes. You're talking about like a state transit? Uh, or, or you're talking about a city? Metro, city a light city. rail. A light rail. A light rail from Charlotte. Because you should be able to go to Charlotte today. You should have to wait for a train. It should be a quick down and back kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like a bar train. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a commuter train or something. Yeah. That's a huge commuter That's train. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like from Charlotte to here. We got a train, but a commuter, like a light rail, like they have in Charlotte. Right. That should go down and back. Oh, you talking about stops you, But you talking? Oh, okay. All right, I think I got what you're saying. But so yeah, it was supposed to go from Charlotte all the way up to Durham, Raleigh, like that. But 
Duke said no. Somebody in eminent, eminent domain. Oh but my god. There's that. Yeah. All right, fellas. So, um, we we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. Um, regarding well, actually, more so, Breonna Taylor's death and George Floyd's death sparked conversation from us about racism as black men in America. Mm. Um, and we've talked about a lot of things, but more importantly, we've actually shared um, just how we have been affected by that, by those, those, those incidents. But I want us to basically now, to kind of like revisit that, that topic of, of being black men in America. Because it actually, people hear that, but they don't hear it. Like, um, and what I mean is, being black men in America, it, it's a fix to trauma. Whether we want to admit it or not, right. there's some traumatic experience to being black in America. So, I guess I, what I would like for us to do is just to share our experiences of racism and how it's played uh, or how it's affected us and um, um, in any, any form or fashion from, from, from anxiety to post-traumatic stress or just your perception of wanting to be in certain spaces has it has it made you not want to be in certain spaces is what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, being a black man, being, you mean? Yeah, or race. You, you, well, more specifically, your think of an experience that you've you've encountered with racism, right? You've met racism head on in some right. form or fashion, and how did that affect you? Is what I'm, is I guess that's what I'm asking. Oh, I want to know. Uh, that's hard for me because I've been thinking about it. I was like, I'm sure I have experienced it, right. but it's like right. to think of an experience as like direct. Yeah, it's it's been hard for me to really think about a situation like that. But I'm, I'm sure I faced it. You know, outside of the normal, you go in the store, you got right. somebody following you. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. You being profile. Right. Like I got that like plenty of times. I couldn't. I can't really think of a time where I just was dead on. Like that's blatantly what it was. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? think about it. Because mm-hmm. probably when we talk about it, it probably was probably something going jog your jog your memory. But um, and it was funny because something recently happened. But I was looking on Twitter and um, somebody had shared. I don't know if it was uh, uh, was it Jamila Hill or oh Jamil Jamil yeah Jamil yeah and it was there was Jamil Hill Jamil Hill mm-hmm. yeah they were saying about what was the first time you ever experienced racism right. mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of people just listed it, they different. Um, experiences like it was right. crazy like hearing people like what people's teachers says right, to them right, right. to like just people's you know, other like kids and peer, um, peers were saying about the kids not allowed or my parents I can't play with you because you're right. a monkey and stuff like that it mm-hmm. was like some crazy junk that was yeah, going up crazy. there but, so I couldn't really think of my first time but I had thought of a situation where it just stuck out of my head when I was reading that post and it was when I was playing um, middle school like football and we were playing, I was playing for Fort Houston's uh, it was Army base. Mm-hmm. Boy, uses um, Eagles. It was the Eagles, too. And we played against this team in Virginia called Wakosa. And it was it was like a majority white area, kind of redneckish, you know what I'm saying, right. whatever. So it's already kind of known for the racism. They're not a base. They're just regular folks. No, yeah. We was like, well, it was us in Langley. There was other base, but yeah. other areas were civilian um, areas. And... Uh, so I remember we was about to play them, and you know, we, you know, they had their chilies, we had our chilies and stuff, or whatever. So most people on our team was either black or you know, or, or Latinx, whatever and right, stuff. Right, right. Trying to be proper, trying. Yeah, to, I was Hispanic. Mexican. 
Most of them probably Puerto Rican, but yeah, but <laughs> right, right. But so like that was the majority of being white people on the team too. So yeah. of course the Chili's were going to be the same thing. Most right. majority, you know, black or either mm-hmm. you know Latino or race, whatever and stuff like that. So of course the Chili's they was up there and they was kind of like you know doing the pyramids and kind of stacking each other like yeah. whatever. And like the other people in the stands of that other team. It was like fall, niggas fall. Damn, fall, what? niggas fall. They was cheering that jump, fall, niggas fall. That jump was so crazy. It was just like nobody was saying or doing anything about it. It was just like this is their they were town. You. Yeah, it was their town. It was their home stadium. We was we was traveling. You know what I'm saying? And they were just they just felt like yo, it didn't even matter. It was it was blatant. You know what I'm saying? Like no, they, they, they did it until until it stopped. At least from my the pyramid was over. Until the pyramid was over. Until they got down, they were saying fall Damn. niggas fall. I mean, it was it was like straight up. Right, right. And of course, you know that kind of fueled us, and we beat the crap out of them. But still, it was just the fact that right. I'm like it was just so blatant. Right. So I don't know if it I don't know if it actually affect me personally, but it's just more or less that I remember it stands out because mm-hmm. clear as day because that was one of the things I just seen like it was no shame right. behind, behind no me. shame. Right. And it was adults and. It was yeah, it was kids with people in the stands. I don't know what the other kids cheerleaders were saying it. It was it might have been some parents. It was crazy. And this is probably like in like the late eighties, I guess, then at that point. Yeah. So it must have been like you know, 89, 90 or something like, like that. And that was in Virginia? Yeah, in Virginia. Good uh-huh. old Virginia hate too. Yeah, yeah, it was like, like, like coastal Virginia. Virginia. Shit. Yeah. That's, so that's yeah. coastal Virginia shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the best kind. That's, that's like tide water. <laughs> it's like tide water going towards North I mean going towards uh um, That's right off the ship. Yeah, right. Coastal's kind of like, kind of like uh, near Newport News, but it's almost like uh, Yorktown, Wales. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. But if you go, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like near yeah. the water though. Oh, we hate the tunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was there. It was like, it was crazy, man. So that was one of the things. But I think just in general, I mean, that might have affected. But I pay attention to like microaggressions right, and right, stuff a whole lot. Definitely, definitely. And sometimes a lot of the undertone of what's going right, on. Right. And sometimes you don't want to overread everything, but you can't right. be stupid and, and realize, okay, I know where you're getting at. Yeah. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. So it's just more, I'm more aware of that. Yeah, right. You know, so. Jamie, what, what did you think about Um, So, you know, I'm from Robinson County, which is at the bottom of the state in the, in the South. So in our county, there are three races. There's black, white, and Native American. We call them Indians. Mm-hmm. So the Lumbees. So I never, I didn't recognize that there were three races in our county versus someone else, like, where are the Lumbees at? I say that to say, in my little town, at my high school, there was only blacks and Lumbees. Our little town had another high school, believe it or not, it's called Flora McDonald, and it existed for all the white folk. Mm. So we didn't have regular white folk at the school. We had poor white folk at our school, but mm. the rich or well-to-do ones could go to Flora McDonald. Mm. So we didn't have a lot of white classmates in Red Springs. Right. So, my uh, uppity ass decides to just be everybody's friend, and there's this new white girl that came to town. Her name was Megan, and she lived on Main Street in a big old mansion. Got to be 10,000 square feet. You can look it up on Main Street, Red Springs, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, Megan's new to town. She goes to Florida McDonald. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, my homeboy, Nicholas, he lives next door to her, or, you know, his mansion is across the street. Hers is Dick's. And he introduced me to Megan, so we become close friends, and they have a prom. And she invites me, so I go. And my mom's like, I don't think you should go. I'm like, why? <laughs> she gave you the warning, huh? She, she gave me the heads up. I don't think you should go to that. So I go anyway. Her mom and dad took us, or her mom, her dad took us to the Floor McDonald prom. So well, imagine. Is she your date, or you're just going as friends? No, that's my date. But we were young. I wasn't trying to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was curious, like, probably like ninth grade. I was still naive. 
I was still hopeful that shit was just going to be what it was. Gotcha, okay. So, we're going to have a good time. But there was a ton of microaggressions to him. I'm the only black guy in there. There was a ton of microaggressions going on in there the whole time. I forgot what they were saying, but it was like, you know, they weren't going to fuck with me, but they were just saying soft shit. Right. So you brought the rapper here, <laughs> you know, it was it was it was shit like that, yeah, a little stuff. And it was oh, okay, because she's new, so she don't she don't know what's going on. Yeah, and I'm me. I don't. I'm like I remember you from third grade because they was with us, and then they just disappeared. Yeah, came back when they got to like right. eighth, seventh, That's eighth grade. They left us. Stephanie, right. Uh, right. Baker, all these little white girls that was our classmates, and they just up and gone. They went across. Our town is small, so they went to the other school. Right. Mm. So it's like, it's y'all. It's me, baby. Right. Ain't shit changed. Right. OB. But they were just being very standoffish, but yet the little boys were trying to be racist. And it's like, what you going to do to me? Right. Nothing. Nothing. So Nothing. I remember that clearly because I took the picture and she sent it to me. Not sent it to me, but... I got a copy of my black ass with her wife. The lighting didn't even work. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. The light, the, he didn't set up the lights right. Or the photographer didn't. So my, I was really dark in that picture. She was really light right. mm-hmm. in that picture. I just remember the small mm-hmm. microaggressions. And in my town, I just realized this as an adult. So Red Springs has a pool. I've never been in that pool. Ever. Mm-hmm. But St. Paul's, which is our rival, they have a pool. I've been in that pool at least 30 times. We would have to get together, get in the church bus, and go to St. Paul's get in their pool because we couldn't get in the Red Springs pool. Right. And St. Paul's is, was like the black area or something? St. Going? Paul's is a whole other town, and it's like they got the same thing we got kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But imagine the black folk got their stuff together enough to say to hell, we can get in the pool. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. my homeboy said, well, Fonte would tell him his mom and their family, like we would sneak in the pool, like get a table and jump in and get in the pool and stuff. So it was all the stuff's coming to be like, oh shit, we never, I never got in that pool ever. Drove by, but it's like, it's a system. Right. In yeah. that small little town. Yeah, and you're born into it. And it worked. And you're born into it. You're born into it because you know this is what happens, thing. what you do. And you, you might know the reason why, you just don't do it. You got to tell me why we can't swim. I learned how to swim through Boy Scouts. But you can't tell me why my sister doesn't know how to swim. Both sisters, my mom, stepdad. Nobody knows how to swim, but we got a pool. Right. Mm. Help me understand. Right. So it's just the systems that it's the system systematic racism that I was used to. It wasn't overt because it was understood because the white folk were just away. They were right. never like in our city. Nobody was at food line. They would go somewhere else, like right. Lumberton to get their groceries. Right. But the Lumbees and the blacks were in town and would congregate together. But the uh the the racism is understood to me. I was in scouting, you could see some stuff, but we were blessed enough so they would just keep that racism on the low. Right. away from me them white boys is working with me and I figured out and I took on a lot of their tricks which was I'm going to apologize for what I did to you versus asking you to do something right. the ability to just take some shit my wife be like why are you doing Cause I, because I can that shit came from them Ain't no way in the world I would do that any other time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you almost feel like you're entitled in a sense. That's like, exactly what I'm telling you. I'm entitled. You know how I am. Well, I'll I'll that take explains your shit. a lot, then. Right. I'll I take about it. <laughs> this I'm sorry, a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go on here. I remember, like, just even let's something, go down there. something simple is like, yo, uh, Caroline, I've got an open door over here. I'm like, damn, we should go there. Come on, yeah. man, let's go. I'm like, I'm like let's go. Exactly. They should have left it open. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's go. It explains it because the whole Boy Scouts aura was. 
was white space, white. whiteness, white, white, white. Yeah, white, white moms, white dads. So it influenced you. Saw how they were young white boys taking shit, don't right. care. Right, all that shit came to them. Right, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. Why would I not take that? Right, right. So my experience, Jamie, is like I can't, I can't just try to say this. I can't remember directly, like at a young age, like overt racism. I'm sure it happened. I more so remember the systemic parts of it, yeah. right. like how I make white people feel in their space. Mm-hmm. Or recently, um, this white guy um, saw me going into the store. This is no, this is no bullshit. He saw me going into the store, and I saw him seeing me. Yeah. And I came back, and he asked me, "Was I a professional athlete?" Right. Couldn't get it off your brain. Because he couldn't, he couldn't match. Uh, a, 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 a man-made possession in a black man without being some kind of professional-made professional athlete or some shit like that, mm-hmm. or even at work, or, or entertainers, right? Or even at work, and you know, you come into a room. The first thing I do when I enter a room, which I already know, was I know who's in the room, but like in meetings, I'll look in the room just to see how many black people in there, right? So I can know what area I may need to be want to sit in, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit, and I'm the only one. But you could tell how your culture, like. You represent your culture when you walk into a room. Right. From the way you dress to your persona, your aura, and all this stuff like that. And I can tell how white folks don't want to be a part of your culture. They don't want they don't want you to bring any of your culture in the room. But if you're coming in there with some damn tight ass dockers on and some fucking Assimilating. Uh, yeah, you're assimilating and you and you you're mimicking and you're more acceptable. Acceptable. Um because it, it that entitlement is beyond real. Mm-hmm. And now that things are starting to collapse from its own weight a little bit, yeah, it's it's like scattering, trying to find refuge and trying to mm-hmm. maintain that that leverage. Right, mm-hmm. it's weakening. So, yeah. But yeah, so that kind of like I piggyback what you were saying. How I started, I've never seen anything like blatantly like overt in my face. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I have been affected. You right. know, from seeing other stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when all the people were getting killed, you know, by the cops. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, from yeah, Trayvon yeah. Martin, especially yeah. most recently George Floyd and Ahmad, just so on. Like when those strings of deaths were happening, right. like it just kind of like did something to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like I remember, I can't remember which guy it was, but the one who, what was I saying? I can't remember. The one who was sitting in the car with his little girl. Ah, uh, the uh, one in, in Minnesota? Yes. Minnesota, yeah. His girl and his, his daughter. girlfriend and daughter in the back. No, seat. that was out. That was Philando Steele. Yes, yeah, 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 him. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. that one. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he had a legal right. That one right there, like, put me in tears. Like, uh-huh. and that's when I kind of like, right. Okay, like this. We know it's real, right? But like, when you see certain stuff, doesn't right. like you gotta like. Okay, I guess we say you woke. Right. Yeah, you know? like that definitely like woke right. me up. You can empathize like, with it. Yeah, and I was like, damn, like. Right. This really affected me. Like I was sitting there watching it in tears. Like I can't believe this is happening. Because you know you, you're, you're a black man, you have a, two daughters, and it, that can easily be yourself. You see yourself right. in that situation, right. and that's the reason why that it probably affect you mm-hmm. even more personally than maybe some other things. Not saying they didn't affect you either, but you can see yourself. You that's being me. there, right. and you being the car, Addy, Avery, whatever, right. and cop. That kind of cop can come stop you, and that could be that situation right there. And yeah. also to that point, that that messed me up too. That one did. I think Kishore, when I saw that. Even because that was before George Floyd, mm-hmm. really, what messed me up was uh, was uh, Mike Brown and Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. 
And I and, and I remember Mike Brown, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis was when uh, had the music turned up too loud, okay. and the guy pulled up okay. and um, shot him up and went and ate pizza like ain't nothing happened. And but, wine, drank some wine with right, him right. Well, okay. But um, it, <laughs> so we, I think it sounds like we all have been like somewhat psychologically and emotionally affected. But Certainly. With me, here's here's where I really started to kind of like, kind of like, be concerned. When the pandemic popped on and we were forced to wear masks, I was I was somewhat timid to even wear a mask mm-hmm. and having to go into stores and go into certain spaces with my mask on. Right? Mm-hmm. Because now I felt like Stick shit, they're killing us with no mask on. With this mask on, you know, with, with the mask on. It gives you an excuse to get Right, it gives you an excuse. Give them an excuse. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I didn't know so, what you was coming to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, but, but, but my point is I have, it is trauma. It may be mild. It doesn't even matter if it's mild or severe, but it's trauma. I know I've experienced it. Um, and even just driving to work, having to go into a white space where mm-hmm. it's just me. I always think about, this is no lie, I think about my HBCU to right. help me kind of navigate through it. And I think about what tactics do I need to survive in this space today? Damn. That's true. Every that's, single fucking that's time. That's so true. Bro. And what you're saying now, I just moved into a new neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Very diverse mm-hmm. neighborhood. But still, it's more of the other than us, right? Uh-huh. So across the street, this lady just moved in, older white couple. And so they moved in like two weeks after we did. We haven't gone over and introduced ourselves to them yet, right? The neighbors beside us, we have. It's a white lady and an Italian man. Mm-hmm. They're, they're cool white. Why is it clear? <laughs> He's Italian. He's but Italian. anyway, so the you white couple... We haven't, but we we've all seen each other. Right. But I see it's kind of like you. right, but right. no one has said anything. Right, right. I ain't gonna come but over there. Then the neighbor beside her, five them just moved in, white guy. So we have to be looking out the window, and we saw her go over and talk. Yes, introduce themselves. Ah. So you know, me and my wife was talking. It was like, so could it be they're trying? They, since we were here first, they're waiting for us to come over and invite. Because clearly they were there first before him, so they went over there. So mm-hmm. we trying to figure out, figure right, them out. Because right, right, right. like no one spoke. So the other night I was going to the mailbox. I saw the white lady. She was walking her dog. She didn't see me yet, but I was walking to the mailbox. It was mind you, it was dark. So she stopped. Dog, the dog stopped to pee, mm-hmm. and so I saw her look over her shoulder. Yeah, look right at me. Wow. But she turned around quickly. So I'm like, okay, so still trying to figure out what is it because it's dark and it's a black man walking yeah. with a hoodie on to the mailbox. So like, let me just not make eye contact near exactly the what house. It was. Or there's no, you know, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. We're trying to figure it out. So we were just like, how do we navigate through play this the situation? Because like, how, how do, why do we even have to do this? Right. Hey, play exactly. the game, bro. Exactly. Like, like, I'm not going to speak to you, not going to speak to you. Right. So like, it ain't far apart. Like, we're going to see each other. So what we supposed to do, but it's like, so have you had a thought process of how to navigate because yeah. you have a white neighbor, you don't know what they think and how they're gonna react. Like these are things we right. have to think about. Right. You know what? And it shouldn't even have to be like that. You know what I mean? But, but it, we have those thoughts. We we have we have this conversation like every other day. Right. Especially every time we see them. 
But y'all should just get over with. We know that's what I'm saying. Well, what she said, Tom's about just go next time we see him outside. We just gonna go over there, and then we can get a better vibe of them once we actually. Because then be concrete, be concrete. You're not guessing no more at that point. Yeah, so that's what we said. Once you once you go here and you do it and acting like what? Because it could be something just totally like it's different because other people was there and y'all there first. It may feel like I should speak first. It could be some symbol. That's what I'm saying. We don't know. But like you said, you might probably right though. I believe she real, but yeah. Now let's put it out there and let's see if it's gonna be for real. And then you acting. All funny, whatever else, and stuff. <laughs> then, and like, all right, we know what it is for sure now. Right, yeah, right. so that's what we're clearly going clear right. about it. All right, boys, let's switch gears. Our next topic of discussion is what profession tries to holler at single mothers the most? What profession tries to holler at the single ladies, single moms the most? Single mom, well, you think it's the most, or which professions in general? Because it could. I mean, they're probably just more Shit, out there the than most. we think. We know what the most it will. Everybody, well, everybody what's the thinks most? it might be different. Right. Well, that's what we want to discuss. Let's see what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I ain't saying who land the plane the most, but who tries to holler at them the most. Who's always trying to Single get moms. Them. Who has access to single moms the most? Well, give it to me, Jermaine. Let's listen down. Let's listen. So, this is what I'm going to say. This has been kind of based on my experiences. So, um, youth, sports coaches. Nigga. Number I coached, one. I coached five and six, seven year old basketball at Bethesda. Uh and you talking about single parents, single moms, damn single aunts, whoever dropped them single kids parents. off. <laughs> they can get it, huh? And 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 and, and they want to know who the coach is. Mm-hmm. Who's the coach? Because I right. need Junior to start. So so <laughs> it, it was it might have been about ten of us and um they would, they would, you know. I think some of the coaches knew who were off limits, like you know, caliber woman. But I knew some guys. I would hear guys talk about, "Oh, you see such and such driving such and such car, dropping yeah. the kid off, or that's such, oh, you should see his mom or her mom." But they were definitely trying to get at their moms, man. Um, so I would say, I would say that I would say, uh, from my experiences, coaches, but also I think shit barbers. Ding ding ding! That's number two. <laughs> <laughs> one or two. I think barbers got up. Got, they, they, you know. That's every other week, if not every week. Right, and that's been going on forever. For thirty remember, minutes at least. My mom taking me to the barber shop. <laughs> I remember vividly. Do you her really? taking me to yeah, Beverly going to the barber shop and right. these like random dudes. Like at the time, I'm looking like I'm talking to my mom, but <laughs> they were trying to put their beard yeah, in. Yeah, 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 right. In the barber shop, yeah, yeah. she done dropped and them this, off. This, this, this in the eighties. Yeah, you know, oh, she was she the only woman in there. Yeah, she got to wait. You don't go outside right. in the car. You don't phone. Yeah, she ain't leaving. Yeah, I'm going to sit right here with my kids. And you know what's so crazy? Even to this day, like when that woman comes into that barbershop with their kids, mm-hmm. it's, it feels like it's an unknown thing. Like even the guys who get the haircut, the, all the barbers. We're all looking. Yeah, you can all tell. And say, especially when she got a little shape on her or something like that. It's like everybody got that same that same thought. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> same bandwidth. Right? Like, 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 man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So She's like you playing. said, but then like you said, if you the barber cutting that son hand, you get yeah. the most access. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's right. It's me. You gotta give me the money. Yeah, you gotta give me the money. <laughs> you gotta you gotta ask me how, <laughs> how, how you want to fade. Free. Yeah, how you want the fade, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Line him up in the back. Yeah. You know make sure you make he probably, your son had the best haircut there is. Right. But you but, but the, <laughs> the best the thing is, Kwame just said it, like we're all on one accord, one accord, because as men, as 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 a single woman coming into this this lion's den with all these men. Damn right, Kwame. It's like it's 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 everybody's <laughs> on one accord. We're thinking this. We ain't gotta say it. 
Understood. You don't gotta say a word. Understood. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's like it's like a look. Everybody not acknowledging the fact that Jermaine is both of those people. Oh, right. We're not acknowledging the fact that Jermaine is both of those people. Speaking from experience, this dude told on himself. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking. I'm, I'm just talking hey, about. And Joe told on himself. He said, "You coach and barber, and you've been cutting my hair since '95." You know what it is because by the time you get in the action for the haircut, and by that time, you know what I'm saying, the small talk there with the yeah. mom and everything. By that time, you you hear the mom saying, "Well, he gonna meet his dad this time, and you know we gotta we gotta drop the kids off and all that." So by the time, got a big game. But she's I'm saying she's single though, right? Well, that's, that's, that's how you figure. That's how you figure it out. What do you, you know? It that's could just be too. a mom taking her son. Nah, that's don't know. But, but, but what you miss what I'm so what much I'm saying time. is what I'm saying is you navigating because now you build that rapport. You not yes. his barber, right? Oh, you got yeah, a small right, right, talk, right, right, right. and you you learn the schedule. Then you yeah. like, oh, okay, she's not married. She right. got no ring on her. You put it all together. You know what I'm saying? It don't take long. She, you know, saying. Yeah, she told me she dropped the kids off, the dad and his and his family or whatever like that. Oh, he must not be together. At that point, you might know like she might be available, and it right. gives the person she can be married. She can still be available. Right, she be married. Yeah, whatever. But you another story. That's a different subject. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> another different. topic. Totally yes. But let's stay. For let's sure. stick to this question, Cheryl. <laughs> Who, what profession, in your opinion? I mean, we got the top two, in my opinion. Why well, we do? But I will say, being on the. Um, as a practitioner, yeah, being on the side of people coming in for therapy. Mm-hmm. When I was an intern, you have people coming in with a lot of marital problems, right. kid problems, not right. with the, mm. the other parent. So yep. I've seen that a lot. And one of my um, supervisor, the person who was coaching me throughout mm-hmm. that process, um, he actually told me like he's met a lot of women. Through, the through this, wow. yes, easy pickings, right? Is like I know the situation, but the ethical issues with that. But that's why I'm about Beyond to say. Ethical. I'm about to say I learned what not to do uh, from this savage. person because he was telling me like right. how basically preying on some of these savage. women, right, 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 right. on their vulnerability. Yeah, they hurt and get to get to them. Right. Told him what it was, but it it, it happens more than not. Trust I me. like it when he talked to me. Now yeah. I gotta talk to him. Because mm. exactly you got somebody yeah. listening. You know, most yeah. times women just want somebody to listen. Using a trauma. Just hear me. Yep. So Damn. So yeah, you therapist, dirty, therapist. dirty dirty Mackin. Dirty dick nigga. Yeah. Therapist is crazy. Dirty dick. So on. Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh shoot. All right. So what you got, Kwame? Who is your uh profession that talks or tries to get a single mother's the most? Well, uh, like I said, Jermaine took the, the, the two obvious ones. Right. I mean, Juan has said something I didn't think about, but it makes sense. What did he say? As a photographer. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't say no photographer. He yeah, said believe- preachers, didn't he? He said yeah, preacher, preacher. Oh, okay. Well, him niggas. I was like, photographer too. But he's right. But but I'm going to go with the photographer in that situation because I can see that you... Or not necessarily a photographer, videographer, whoever this right. person is giving like a, a, a Yeah, I a can service, show you yourself. A service, yeah, show yourself. Mm-hmm. And now you have to go in... I'm not saying like changing all that stuff, but like I'm saying, but then you you have to have a level. You can give a woman a level of comfortability right. you whatever and stuff. And they, hey, it, it may not take much whatever and stuff. But I guess that that might not even be a single mom though. It could be just, just a woman. Period, I think just though. women. Period. Women period. As a photographer, you put you you're putting a woman in a space that she's happy with, 
and you're giving her and exposing mm-hmm. her to, to shots and, 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 and making her feel good. Right. So you're, 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 you're tampering with a woman's self-esteem at that point. You Literally. in this space. And whatever you say goes in that space as a photographer. So definitely, yeah. Toot booty up. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. A higher. You call the shots in that space. Higher. That, as, as a joke, I've actually told people to get in trees. And get in trees. <laughs> I believe it. So, so, they, so they live. So but I, I wanted to just, yeah, maybe not a photographer necessarily. I think it's women, period. But I don't know. It's kind of hard to really say now, now, now that I'm probably thinking about like the top two. The top two is like the obvious ones. You know what I mean? But, but, I agree with a preacher, man. Preacher too, man. Right. Yeah, because man. he has an arsenal. He could just say, I got a damn, I want you this week. So right. and she right. wants to be in pastor's good uh, graces. So. That's a no-brain, especially black preachers. Right. Well, 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 I just think it's pretty when you say we're talking about preachers. I think it's just like, it's a it's a position of power. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. So they look They're literally you. three feet off the ground. I can tell you what to do. Right. Because he told me to tell you. And you know, you're a man of God. You carry yourself a certain mm-hmm. kind of way, whatever, and stuff. So I can see how that can be a trick to, to a person. But I, I, I'll go with teachers then. I'm going to go with church musicians. Church musicians, okay. Oh, um, all kind of. No, them niggas. No, the drummer. <laughs> okay. Okay. He began busy with the sticks and stuff. Look at his hands, baby. Look at these big old hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> church musicians. Okay. Black church musicians. These niggas think they slick. Got wives in other towns and baby mamas. They create baby mamas. Right. I'm thinking I'm saying it wrong. They create baby mamas. I would say teachers, too. But I'm going to say, okay, teachers, yeah. but more specifically, I'm going to say like K-5, kindergarten. Uh-uh. I was going to say middle school. Oh. But I agree with you. I agree with you, though. Right. Well, well what's the difference between K-5 and, yeah. and the military? K-5, two? they still have and vulnerable, like, as a mother. It's like, oh, my baby has big dreams. When you get in middle school, you realize that motherfucker ain't shit. <laughs> 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 and it's like, look, you'll do Mr. Mr. Johnson. Yes, I need a dick right. today. So. And, right. And, and see, <laughs> by the time they get to middle school, the, 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 the mother's a good and single by that That's time. That's what I'm yeah. saying. She done got rid of, you know, oh, Brandon. He and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you still don't believe in that 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 old relationship still gonna work out, right? right, 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 right. He gone. Right. He got a new yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. out of here. She so, might be dealing gosh. with somebody. Middle school, that. she's over it. She's lost the dream. She got a child. Here we are. Might as well go with you. Right. You'll do, sir. Right. And you look like you got a job. So Definitely. Just keep it. Definitely. And middle school means they probably in their thirties. Definitely true. You're at least going to your thirties. That's ten plus years. Child's well, You got to be what ten, nine, ten to get into middle school. Yeah, 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 yeah. About yeah. nine, ten, eleven, something like that. Mama's over it. She yeah. done. She done been around the block. Right. She ready. Let's yeah. do it. But I gotta understand too. All the morals are out of the window. Right, and it's a lot of single black mothers around that around that age. They gotta be black. Well, I'm saying. I'm just saying. On my for my Latinx. Well, that too. <laughs> can be white. <laughs> uh, what do you call white folks? Uh, what's white folks' name? I don't know. What you call them people? Caucasoid. Caucus. Caucasian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I see, I, see, me and my wife watch, you know, these guilty pleasures is what she calls them. I call it that, man. Bootleg TV. 16 and pregnant. Teen mom, all right, that right, shit. Right, right. Oh, these crackers be all up on there getting pregnant. I so, believe. yes. I believe. Yes. You got to count You got to count the caucus or it's teeth. True, that's true. Yeah, everybody true. can get it. You know what I'm saying? Literally, everybody can get it. But single moms, I think, like you said, bar- what, do, what do we say? Barbers? Number one is the barber. Coaches. No, no it's coaches. 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 Yeah, coaches. See, I think it's the barber because the barber has direct access. And it's your She right has to, to bring him to be. Right. That's true. Over right. and over. Football That's season, right. football season. Right. That's right. 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 four or five months basketball. Right. And then yeah. baseball is baseball. Wherever track is track. Right. 
So yeah, at least yeah. every two weeks. Yeah, I agree with that. That's at least, at least every, every two weeks. weeks. And it's got to be him. It can't be anybody but him, or we'll just wait. That's a good wait. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. He's the guy. That's a lot of access, man. Now, that's I would have pastors before coaches, but that's every Sunday. True. But that, but that's that barber, man. That's a lot of chances. Like, like you can take a month to kind of get yourself together. I'm going to say yeah, something. Literally. I'm going to say something. Yeah, yeah. That's at least four times. Mm-hmm. And then you give a chance to come in, and then one day you catch it. Like, Say something to it. I'm gonna drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna say something to it? You know, you know, we're about paying for the cut. It's on me this time. You know what I'm saying? It's his birthday, right? Oh. You, you know who it is when the son the best cut, got the best cut in school in his class. <laughs> he got the dang Jalen Rose twelve. God, yeah, that for them. a reason, right. man. <laughs> With that perfect fade, right. Right. yeah, yo, you know, you know what it is. That's gonna cost you. See, my mother's must look good. Yeah, the goddamn haircut is too fresh. All right, boy. Let's yeah, back, man. So we got like the. Uh, Dose of Dopeness, and this Dose of Dopeness is actually a special one to me. It's my wife. Um, me too, man. Yeah, so yeah. Jermaine, we, we like her. Right. Oh, okay, well, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So Dose of Dopeness. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to New Orleans Zone. Yeah. Right. But yeah, um, she, um, the owner of, uh, runs Kelly King Coaching Services. And um, like I said, Kelly King is the founder and certified coach of Kelly King Coaching Services, where she uses her 19 years of experience to coach leaders, teams, and organizations around leadership development. So for your one-on-one coaching, she offers packages that include customized learning experiences to help leaders become confident and in control of their leadership identity and addresses barriers that may get in their way of living into that identity. For teams, organizations, she offers group coaching to support teams by leveraging their strengths individually to become a results-driven team collectively. The time is now to invest in yourself. Many people are in the midst of a career transition, and a professional certified coach can support you through all that. You can visit her at www.kellyking, and Kelly with an E, Y, kingcoaching.com to check the Kelly King, Kelly Services testimony. Sign up here free consultations today so yeah i want to give Kelly her a shout King out she's doing a good job with it like i i see her work hard um with this and like she's been doing it for like a year um business is picking up she worked um, with us she worked with yeah, us a little bit too she, she, she did a great job because mm-hmm. i got us to a point say she had us having conversations that yeah. i didn't that. think was yeah, an she, issue or thing, you know, things we just didn't navigate through, but yeah. she helped us navigate through those things. And I was just like, oh, this, this really helps, you know. So she's really good at what she does, yeah. So drop that website again, yeah. It's uh, www.kelley, right? com. Um, yeah, so you can reach her there. Like I said, if you're looking to try to improve your leadership skills mm-hmm. or just anything, she's really good at it, though. Right. So she got yeah. a passion and a heart for it. She's a natural. So, um, yeah, so I, I appreciate it. And that, that's our dose of dopeness for the day. Perfect. Uh, Shout what we got? Shout out, Kelly. Yeah, great. Um, so, Quattro's fans, new and old. Come up with a Quattro's. You can find us on Facebook, IG, and Twitter at Four Times Dope Podcast. If you want to send us any emails, comments, you can hit us at Four Times Dope Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find our great merchandise Merch. at www.shops2c.com. Yeah. I mean, put that in the can. <laughs> put that in the can, Joe. <laughs>